We can be found on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment down below. Now, on with the show. Okay. We'll do it live, okay. fucking thing. Well, no. we'll do it live, right. fuck it. Good lord. This fucking asshole drug us up way early in the morning. It's nice though. The AC is really, really working right now. Oh yeah, I got <laughs> as soon as I got up before I walked the dog, I was like, this fucking room needs to be cold because I'm not feeling it. And it'll wake me up a little bit. It gets you a little crisp. I mean, that's I don't know. I don't know. Fucking AC's fucking works amazing here. Yeah. Remember before we had it? Oh, here dude. Sweating balls. Oh, originally. My dude. fat ass baby was sweating. Fucking bacon grease. Like, oh, my God. I was wondering where we would be on this side when we used to do it with the fan in the door. <laughs> Remember that shit? It's like loud wow. as fuck. All the gains are just <laughs> kind of muted. Turn the mics this way. You won't hear it. <laughs> That's how, oh, the beginning. Oh, man. And here we are again. Uh, we got another guest. We're going to be covering. We're going to expand on the whole econ thing. You know, originally it was econ 100. Now we're going to go into 101. 101. We're going to tease apart. You know, what kind of market the U.S. is supposed to be and what the reality of all of it is. And then... Uh, For some reason, that reminded me of Tech Stream PIDs. <laughs> your target volume and your freaking actual... Target's 90. <laughs> we're actually at 20. Yeah. Well, but, why uh, is the check engine light on? Because it's made by Ford. They cheat the system. <laughs> <laughs> if they were smart, they'd do a Volkswagen and just fucking rewrite the whole firmware and make it fake itself. So it knows it's doing a <laughs> test, dude. That's that's literally what I feel the economy that's, is. Yeah, that's free market. That's the market's doing what it needs to oh, do. Oh, yeah. To Oz behind the curtains fucking yeah. shooting up fucking a monkey and you're like, well, that's, what the that's hell's the going whole, on back But that, that leads into this, this, this conversation we're about to have, too. Mm-hmm. That's... That's the whole dynamic of government and markets. The government says this is the regulation. The markets is like, okay, that's the regulation. We got you. Yeah, they're going to run right up to the line. Yeah, they're going to be like, cool, right at test time, we're going to follow the regulations. Right. It's only a crime if you get caught. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. How come they didn't get caught? Because they have money and they paid off the... Um... Anyway, moving on. That's yeah. <laughs> woo, what a crazy world. What about you, man? I mean, I, I, know, I, I know I harp in your ear all the time about economics. I don't know how much of... An influence it is, or it kind of open your eyes. I'm not expecting you to believe the bullshit I say sometimes, but I hope it opens your eyes to a lot of it. And it has, you know, you think certain things work a certain way, and when you get into it, it's actually no, it works this other way, and not the way you expect. It Super to work. distorted. Oh yeah, distortions. You, you, we're all top bullshit. That's why they don't teach civics in class. Well, and not only that, but you, do you think okay, knowing what kind of what you know now and the stuff you've mm-hmm. kind of read and listened to different people, mm-hmm. do you think teachers have any comprehension of that? No, it, it is, it is complex, but it's not complex. It's complex because we're looking at the, the view that the government knows what they're doing when it comes to controlling the economy and the markets. But the reality is, that shit all—they'd have no clue. Dude, you're basically sailing your ship on a fucking cheese grater, and they're telling you everything's okay. Yeah, that's that's my understanding of the whole thing. Or, or you're selling a piece of cheese on a cheese grater, and they're telling you over there, and yeah, you might be able to do it for a while, but man, that cheese is gonna get fucking. Thin. Every now and again, it's like, well, something, something, something's wrong here. Don't worry about yeah. it. You might want to pick your hands up because metal's poking through. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are we gonna do? We got you. Yeah. Got you. Here's a here's a twelve hundred dollar check. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> that should last you about a year. Yeah. 
<laughs> so let's delve into some of these uh, definitions. I thought it'd be some of these are. Uh, oh yeah! Yay! This. Definitions. So the first one's going to be capitalism. So this is basic generic breakdown, kind of hits on it, but doesn't do a, a super deep dive. An economic and political system in which the country's country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than the state. Well, just so, by that definition, I'd say we're not as much capitalist as people think we are. We, it is controlled technically by private individuals, but it's backstopped by your tax dollars. Yeah, but you said technically. I mean, that's right well, then and there. It's like, well, technically, it's just well, okay. So, so what is a Fed Reserve? A private bank? No, a, a Fed, <laughs> no. Your <laughs> dollar is is a federal is a federal note. It's a bank reserve. It's oh, not, yeah. it's not a bank reserve. That's the federal note. The bank reserve is what goes into the banks to back. What 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 people's capital is and different things like that within the market. Okay, but but that's not capitalism in nature. That's that's something backstopping capitalism. And I guess with some of the bad shit that's happening, I could see why how they got how you would push that. I mean, yeah. it's if it's just a free fall, that's where things go bad, and too many people have like honestly, it's only protected because too many rich people wouldn't be rich anymore if you let it just run its course. Now, in your opinion, do you? Do, understanding a little bit more on the other side of the Fed's operation, do you really think the Fed backstopping a lot of the behavior within a lot of stuff behind the market? Do you think it's doing a positive or a net? Or a net? I think it's doing more harm than good. But you have to understand the system to understand what you just said, though. Yeah. You have to, have, like, I, I'm pretty sure reading uh, Danielle T. Mar- D. Martino's booth and when she did uh, Fed Up. She worked in the actual Fed in oh, Texas. I remember that. So she has a lot of the inner knowledge, and even she says, like, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Can you really say that? They're no clue? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. None. Yes. So we might as well just get some high school-educated day two graduates. All, all they do is they make rules. The rules are bullshit, and they don't understand what the actual system operates on. And all they do is they keep changing the rules. So you're moving the goalpost. To try to make up for your lack of understanding of how the system actually works. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) If you check out her book, dude. It's it's too early. I have emotions. I can't control them. Yeah. That's just fucking sickening, though. And these are like the people that are literally inadvertently determining how your life's going to go. What's happening? What's the rules? Not so much the way your life's going to go, but... Everything revolves around money. What your income's worth. It does. Even like when we go back to the 2% fucking value loss... Of a dollar every year, and that again on their website. So, what what did you think about inflation when you first, <clears throat> when you kind of started to understand that it's a hidden tax? That sucks. <laughs> Which, the average person doesn't. They they don't understand when you say inflation's a hidden tax. They don't understand what that means. They Nor just know what the word is, but don't understand the ramifications. Yeah, we work with a couple of people like that. They drop big words and be like, "Ha!" Huh? You're like, "Yeah, that's." Buddy, Let's it's more, that. yeah. So the, the next, Get into that. The next term is uh, free market. Free market. Yeah, so an economic system in which prices are determined and, unre- and determined by unrestricted competition between privately owned businesses. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just train wrecked there. I'm like, wait a minute. This- see, in capitalism, I don't like using the word capitalism anymore because I think the government has fucking destroyed what it actually means. That's but, what it said. But free markets is a term I like to use instead. Because a free market doesn't doesn't mean that the government's involved. It doesn't mean that they're supposed to be backstopping. So anybody says, well, you call this a free market? No. No, I don't. But you know what's funny is my first understanding of a free market was the four gas stations up the street. 
where you see them all and how their prices are always different. They're competing. And, it, and they're competing with each other. It's like, why, why am I going to go to you when Homeboy Across the Street's two ninety nine? It's a whole idea of a pre-market. Yeah, and it's like, well, why why is your gas more expensive than his? Well, it's better gas. Are you sure? Because it's and still gas. Did you, did you sell me on it that it's better gas? No, you just said that it is? Okay, fuck that. Yeah, what's your proof? We have a sticker with nitrogen and it cleans the inside of your car. Two ninety nine. It is cool. <laughs> you know, most people. That's that. And that's what competition is supposed to be. So people, what, the what, price. What the price determined by your competition and availability in the market, right? Yeah. What, what? So what's your idea of a free market? If you had to think about it, basically like what he said. You know, you're allowed to compete against other people, and the government not really intervening. So so what happens when the government starts to intervene in a free market? What do you think ends up? What what things end up manifesting? Bad things. It's no longer fair, in my opinion. That's when it starts. You start to get companies that should have failed, that are no well, longer failing. I think the biggest issue you get when you when you distort a free market is now a government's really good at doing one thing, destroying competition. Yeah. So what happens in a free market when competition is removed from the equation? Well, they can pretty much charge what they want, right? So instead of a free market causing deflationary things, basically driving the price of things down, the government now has a vested interest at the keeping that high. So think about it. If, if you have people competing to build houses at cheaper prices, uh, it should yeah. technically drive down the price of buying a home. But if you're really making it hard, benchmark for other companies again and do that, that's just a good example of many things. It starts to distort what the free market actually does, which is make the cost of goods go down. I think the housing market is like the perfect example of that. Like right now where all the prices are, you're like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's insane. I'm not, I don't, I I was watching the article yesterday. Four, the house is at a 14-year high. Everybody should be buying. Are you fucking retarded? That's a red flag in my book. Well, yeah, but you have, again, just like in, what, 07 and prior to that, now you're going to get all the people, well, the TV and the radio told me to buy, so I'm going to go buy. Yay, now's the time to buy because it's so expensive. Um, What? I'm going to buy that shit when it's on sale. What are you talking about? What do you think? Because I know you're trying to buy. What yeah. do you think about that? the whole dynamic right now? It's crazy out there. So when I, when you hear that term... Markets are at a 14-year high. What are you thinking? It's not good. It's got to come down eventually. It's not just at a 14-year high. It's at the highest. It's, it was. It's Houses are more expensive now in the Valley than they were back there in 08. Before the uh, bubble popped. Yes. Which tells me that we're well on our way to another bubble pop. So you have that, and then you have right now in the Bay Area, houses, the housing market's actually starting to implode on itself. Well, yeah, everybody's freaking leaving in mass because they're like, fuck this. Especially with the telecommuting. So if market to so the markets here are driving up super high and then we'll say, say the inventory gets saturated, are the, are the house prices here still going to stay high? I don't know. That's a good fucking question. They'll try and keep it as high as possible. Oh yeah, they will. They have invested in interest. That's state tax revenue. Do you think it's like, um, no, I hate to use this analogy. A lot of car analogies this morning. Fuel slush. So now when the fuel slush is to one side of the tank and you don't have it strapped down, that fucker's going to fall right off the fucking Well, not even that, but think of it like this, fuel slush. So you right now you have a ton of fuel running to one side of the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's, ca- it's causing a ramp up on the curve. Okay. So what happens now when all the fuel that was going to slosh, sloshes, what does it do at that point? <laughs> Comes right back down and equalizes itself. Yeah, in theory it should, but see, then they're trying to keep it at one side now. Yeah, so if you have people leaving California, mm. especially a lot here in the valley, dude, what do you do? How you, fast is that market going to start drying up? Oh, yeah. And then these idiots, like you said before, are going to start scrambling and making stupid regulations and this and that. It's going to hurt everybody who stays. That's my, that's what I've seen happen in the past. 
well, oh shit, we're gonna we're we're having our income and our tax and everything's drying up, so now we're gonna have to raise this and that to sustain it's all. How about you cut all those state workers and let them fucking go too? That's a good starting point. I think that's a great starting point. Next, so the next uh, definition would be crony capitalism. It's an economic system in which businesses thrive not as a result of risk, but rather as a return on money amassed through the nexus between business class and the political class. So basically, oh. you have now removed the mitigated risk and potential failure that makes somebody do an educated analysis, whether it's worth the venture, for the fact that now that behavior is backstop. So you can get as risky as you fucking want. And it goes along with, like, it almost seems like mobbish, too. You move with the herd. And the what herd. is it? What's the absolute power in, if you live in a country? The government? Yeah. N- there's nothing that exceeds that. No. <laughs> yeah. There you the, go. The, the, the federal the, government is the absolute. Well, not even federal. This thing's state. Yeah, but can't the federal government over? I mean, they can override the state. Yeah, right? but what's the federal government made up of? Made up of? Peoples. States. <laughs> <laughs> Living organisms. Yeah, that is true. And now, well, wait a minute, though. Everything we've seen on the news in the last four months says that the federal government should always be there because the states aren't responsible for their own mistakes. That is the most insane thing. <laughs> I like how the whole passing the buck thing has been amplified. Lately. Just a diffusion of power. There's no, there's nobody really when it comes to the government operation that someone's ever really accountable. It's a diffusion of power. In a private company, think about where we work. If you fuck up, they know exactly where to go and say you. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can try to say a lot of it's management's operations that, that do it, but at the end of the day, you're one of the one making the call. Yeah, when you're the one with a tangible job, too, it's pretty clear yeah. what happened. You can't just say, well, you know, there wasn't enough oversight in this committee. Yeah, well, you know, the, the way this was, the metal was forged by another person that was just not holding on with yeah. the <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Anything you want to add to that, man? No, it just speaks, like, 2008, that's basically what happened with the banks. Yeah. You know, like. Government came in here, have all this money, because you couldn't manage your risk properly. Right. <laughs> now, is it because the banks can't manage risk properly, or is it because the Fed has distorted the markets and financial and fixed income markets where you can get safe returns at high interest rates, and now that they're being destroyed by the Fed dropping the rates, what does it do to every single institution? They can't help themselves but start putting themselves out there, right? You they're, have to. You, they you go out on the risk curve. You have to. I mean, there's nothing you can do. So, it, it, the, it, like, pensions are a good example of this. If pensions have a guarantee, have, have to make 8% return. What's the Fed fund rate right now? Sub Qu- one? Quarter? Yeah. yeah. Sub oh, one? Oh, no. So, pension funds that would usually be parking money in muni bonds and different, and different bond measures and, and stuff like that, safe investments. The Fed has too much debt on the balance sheet of our government. So they have to drop that interest rate, so it makes the debt more serviceable. But the consequence of that is now everything is fucking like you're saying. You well, who's going to park a fucking bond when it's actually losing money? You're like, yeah. oh yeah, here, here you go. Yeah, it, it yields a quarter of a point, <coughs> and inflation's two percent. Right. So you're yeah okay. I'm only losing one and three quarters, so we're good. <laughs> here, by the way, here's two hundred thousand dollars. I'm looking for my one fifty <coughs> in two years. Okay. Okay, that sounds like a good investment. Idiot. Oh man. Sign right here. <laughs> So the next term is uh, regulated or controlled markets is in an idealized system where the government or or other organizations oversee the market control market, control the forces of supply and demand, and to some extent regulate the market actions. So this is a good way to understand that um, would be food, agriculture in in America. 
The government will actually pay certain farmers not to bring. So if they grow crops, they'll pay them not to bring the crops in the market so it doesn't suppress the price of the crops. Again, going back with the whole capitalism thing, it's like, dude, that starts to distort everything. It is. You, you, you're now telling places, we know you grew food, but you might drive down the price of the food. So what we want you to do is burn all this shit. You're going to be compensated. Yeah. The, the empire will compensate you. So what do you think compensates these, these places? Taxpayer money. <sighs> Taxpayer money. No right? way. <laughs> I thought the Fed had its own money. Don't they go to war? Oh, yeah. They don't. Yeah, they have our money, and then they print more to devalue everything. Well, like that, they just—they just realistically, they just used to divert your tax dollars into covering that stuff. Now yeah. we have these giant shortfalls. We keep raising the debt ceiling. All that means, when you hear we raise the debt ceiling, we just borrowed more. We what we did is we noticed the balance on a credit card is a little lower than what we need it to be. We know the max limit's twenty thousand. We really realistically it needs to be about forty thousand. So we can spend another twenty thousand. I always think of that. What there's the funniest fucking analogy is basically the government's like a woman on a shopping spree with a fucking purchasing problem. They're like, we got to stop this problem. Increase your credit limit. Yeah, it's like we need no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how you fix this. Well, dude. think about it. if if you're trying to have a real market demand, you need what do you need for a real market demand? Competition. Not that no, you need no. you know uh, other things. You need a signal then send this to indicate to the market we need to do this. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So is the government waiting for that signal? <laughs> I don't know. Are they? Well, if you look how the government is, they're it's not like they're controlling the signal. They're reactionary, not proactive because they don't actually understand the dynamics of a lot of that stuff. So everything they do is always a backseat position. They're not driving it. They're just trying to play catch up and they're running behind a dog trying to pick up the shit as he's running. Which is funny because of how slow bureaucracy works, they never have a fix. And that's, so, that's the main issue. The problem, like, by the time they come out with legislature... We're three years in, down the road. Well, in a natural system, it would have corrected itself anyway. But by now, that time, by that time. Yeah, and now they have, they have made a permanent thing that's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. And, and, and if, okay, here's a guns. Guns are a prime example of this. So California, what's California do about <laughs> guns? They sell these new laws every year, every other year, wherever the fuck. What do you think happens as soon as they enact a law about a certain gun? They're fucking, they all go off the shelves. Isn't this how that well, happens? not even that, but you, what do you think gun manufacturers do? They, the market understands exactly how dumb the government is. So all they do is create the loophole immediately in what the bill was, and then the guns are right back on the market. I've noticed that. The minute they have a thing, within hours, there's a fucking YouTube video on here's how to circumvent the, uh, the weld-in clip thing. Here's how to circumvent yeah, the and, no and, stock. Here's and, how to circumvent fucking dude. Yeah, it's just you're having the government... Play catch up. They don't fucking. They don't know how. They don't know how markets work. They don't understand how what they do doesn't really fix a problem. All it does is it tells everybody, then everybody figures out how to go around it. And that's, I think that's the manifestation that most most of them have not worked in the fucking private sector. Most of them went right from college to being some of a fucking government crony or some stupid fucking job of bootlicking and pandering, and now they make legislation. Yeah, that's my opinion. Next um, one would be central planning or command economy. Is the theory in, is that the government will take ownership of the means of production and run the economy in the interest of workers. So, what do you think about Didn't that Nazi statement? Germany do that? You pick any ism <laughs> other than really capitalism and it's done it. Yeah.
The words. Make the words. <laughs> if you remove your mouth, they will come <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> it's not that goddamn early. No, I, can see, I can see you trying to say something. You're just like, uh, <laughs> fucking hate the government. No, just watching actually a movie the other day, and it was in China or something like that. And like the government came over. It was like during World War II or something. Came over, took over all the factories, and nationalized their mine. Yeah, it's so if if you understand distorting markets and not getting the proper signals of what the demand really is. I, I tell you one demand the government does know that exists. What? Fucking war. Oh, no doubt. You don't, you, oh, you know exactly where that, that market demand's going. There's no understanding what, what a tank's being built for. Well, that's the military industrial complex. That's like one of them. But that's an artificial demand because that's, <clears throat> that's, that's not a demand. That's, we need tools to exert something. Oh, absolutely. All the people. Yeah. All the people that make the bombs and the bullets and the tanks and the planes, they make a lot of money on that shit. Yeah, the the, the, the demand's being driven from our government, the one one exactly. Yeah, isn't that. that like why World War II really helped us out of the Depression? Because all of a sudden we started manufacturing shit. Everything retooled. Job. They're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, let's do it for country. Meanwhile, homeboy's back there counting the money going, yeah, yeah, country, cool. Hey, have you smoked a Cuban? This is fresh off the fucking... It's incentives. It is, but again, it's Band-Aids on a fucking bigger problem. Yeah, there's more to it. Indeed. So, um, going to uh, malinvestment is a concept developed by the the Austrian school of economics thought that refers to investment of firms being badly allocated due to what they assert to be on artificially low cost of credit and an unsustainable increase in money supply, often blamed on a central bank. So, malinvestment that 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 ties into the whole thing of venturing out the risk curve. You have markets being distorted, and everybody still has to get a yield. So now you have these things that people would, should never be into, like banks or anything like that, doing these adjustable rate mortgages. Oh, eight's a prime example. Dude, right? what the fuck was it, that? So interest rates get brung low. Everybody's looking for a yield. All of a sudden, you have adjustable rate mortgages, different things like that, because there's nothing where they can generate uh, positive cash flow through. See, but that's like... What's funny is that everybody fell for that shit. Like, have you ever seen somebody who can make money go, you know what, it's fine, we're not going to go that bad. Adjustable rate mortgage, you start out low, but have you ever seen it go even lower? Technically, by the definition, hey, well, well you know, it can, it can only go up one point, two points. Well, that's why they call it teaser rate. Yeah, it's bullshit. Is what it's it a is. teaser rate to get you in, but if you're flipping homes and you don't plan on owning the home? And that's the way it was sold to people. Oh, you know, the value only goes up in homes. That was the big lie that yeah. that, that, that was It was a, it's it's designed to get houses off the market. So they're not sitting there in limbo trying to be sold. Now you better sell it in a year though. Yeah. But when there's a housing boom that works fine, but when there's not a boom and you're stuck holding these things and you can't unload them. Right. Then you run into issues. But then the the pumped up thing, like it's going to adjust itself. But then now, say if everything's stagnant, now the rate's going to go fucking. It's going to go as high as they can without fucking. Maybe not even the rate's going high, but the cost of the house is going down. Yeah, and while so while you, the interest you, is up, so if you bought the house for two, hoping that was going to go to two fifty, and all of a sudden now it's at one fifty. Meanwhile, the interest the, the mortgage went rate up. went up. You're like, wow, this is okay. So you out and you now owe 150 <laughs> on something. You, you owe 200 and something that's now worth 150 and the interest rates are going up. Right. So now you can do is what? Hold on for the next decade and hope that that. Okay. What happens? What happens when a $200,000 loan goes 10% interest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're paying fucking dude. 
Yeah, I'd fucking send your monthly payments skyrocketing. We're going to pack on another 20 grand every fucking... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anything you want to add, man? You can talk, buddy. You, no, you seem yeah. like you're nervous over there in the corner. A little bit, but no, just like when people get into these arm rates, they really don't know, understand that that the price of the home is inversely affected by the interest rates. Huge. So when that price goes down, your interest rates are going to go flying up. Not that, but if it's just if it's adjustable rate, what it's going to adjust to that. Yeah. You can't have high interest rates and high asset values. It, they're they're inverse correlation. So as the property value goes down, rates have to go up. Yeah. That's that's how that works. If prices go down and rates stay low, you you can't have both of those things happening at the same time because it causes major issues in the market. It exacerbates the problem. <laughs> All this can be found with the Google search. All right. So the next one would be um, resource misallocation. Denotes a situation in which capital and labor are poorly distributed so that less productive firms receive a large share of the capital and labor than and labor than they should according to their level of productivity. Such misallocations arise in the presence of distortions. A lot of what we're talking about is distorting real market operations. That's what a, a lot of what we're harping on is. And it, it could be misallocation of a lot of resources. Like prime example would be China. China is a prime example for a lot of this. We have some of it, but not to the degree China does. So they do a ton of mining for steel and they flood the market with steel, even though there's not a demand in correlation to the amount of steel they're making. But if they do that and the government's and the government's help producing the steel and they're helping with the shipping, what do you think it does to every single country around the world when they're trying to sell their steel? Yeah, it drops our value, right? It it causes a, there's a, no demand for it because yes. it's being flooded with somebody else. It's a mess allocation of resources and it causes distortions all in the all in the market. In the free market, China can do what they were doing with metals. Just so our audience can understand, when they when they legalize recreational use of weed, now your average weed dealer can no longer do it because the market has been flooded. Yeah, there it it's gone. It's done. Why would I buy weed from uh, Ted up the street when I can go to the dispensary? Same fucking thing. Another prime example is just what like. At the beginning of the year, the gas prices just plummeted just because of the excess of demand that Russia didn't want to. There was, there cut. was, it was so bad that the futures contract went negative. Yeah, that oh, means shit. you had to pay people to get rid of the oil that you had. That's in your right. Recession. I remember that now. Please, yeah. yeah. What was it like? Um, they had to pay you to take the oil, right? And that's when Trump it, jumped on that. Yeah. Shit. So if you remember, Russia has some free market operations, but the government's heavily involved in their energy production and distribution. Because they understand it's a it's a weaponizing mechanism. Well, Saudi Arabia, they're they're kings basically, and they're well probably kings for the most part. The people that really have oversight of the whole country actually own those oil fields and take those profits. They don't get redistributed to the to the to the citizens. So the citizens are probably paying tax dollars, subsidizing a lot of the government operations, and at the same time, the government's not sharing any of the nationalized oil fields. No, hence the gold toilets and the excess and yeah, and then the rest of the people shitting in the streets. That's fair as long as I have my gold toilet. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> am I being unreasonable? Yeah. Do you not? Am I not a good person? I gave you guys running water for those three cities. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you share it. <laughs> yeah, but it's brown. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucked up. That that's how that. Yeah. I don't want to get into. Well, we talked politics. about that too when we were covering the the nine eleven one, the red line agreement. Oh yeah. Where we we took our businesses and shoved them down the throats of the Middle East. And what did it do over time? They finally said, fuck this. We're nationalizing all these oil fields. 
All these companies get the fuck out. Fair enough. So now you put <laughs> now you put the control instead of in regular market market uh, companies that that were from that country had control of it. Now you've removed it from everybody, and now the government has ownership. Didn't that whole thing make things worse for even like Venezuela? Because that's one of their uh, main... Venezuela had their own issues, man. No, I know, but I mean, when you already have problems, and then somebody, one of your main exports, just has no value anymore. Well, that was the demand collapse within the economy, and not that, but then um, you had Venezuela nationalizing everything. Oh yeah, they nationalized the number one component they had exporting sugarcane. Fucking sugar used to sugar was like dirt dirt prices in in Venezuela, and then when they nationalized the sugarcane fields, the whole industry busted. So now, like a soda in Venezuela is like crackhead prices. Yeah, no shit. Huh? Two hundred dollars for a soda? Oh, I gotta have it. Well, maybe not two hundred dollars, but <laughs> their currency is so worthless from the damn amount of damage they did yeah. did to it nationalizing. That two dollars over there might be like two million of theirs. I wonder if you do like you grow your own rabbits for your own food, and they tax you on your own rabbits that you grew. If the government <laughs> gets that thirsty <laughs> yeah, for money, they will. Yeah, <laughs> will you? You'll you'll three rabbits for every five. So this leads into the next one: uh, market distortion. Is a lack of free and open competition in the market, whether through in intentional uh, actions or prevailing market conditions. Further distortions occur when governing bodies step in to regulate the market. For example, by setting price by setting the price floors or ceilings, and offering tax subsidies. That's where I feel we're at now. Oh, California, big time. <clears throat> that's yeah. that's that's. What do you think keeps green energy alive in California? Is you think do you think it's the market demand? Lies. No, I'm t- what, what? <laughs> no, yeah, everything's backed up by the, the um, California. Not, not just California, but federal incentives and different programs like that. Right, because it's totally not efficient. We were actually talking about that again last night based on the nuclear talk. Oh, really? The nuclear energy. Even my uh, my youngest was like, why don't we go nuclear? I mean, it's That's not- a good fucking question. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get a Chernobyl situation because... That was a whole nother problem. They they did things that you should never do when can, when containing a nuclear uh, reactor because nobody would step up and say, "Hey, that's a bad idea," obviously. But then you look at like what was the fallout from Fukushima? Look at freaking Rancho. You know that shit's so far underneath there. They flood it, pack it with dirt, and then the half life's what five hundred years. Not only that, but our understanding of how to deal with radioactive materials and and actually control it and store it. All the all those. What does time do to everything? Decays it. No, it gives you a better... Gives oh, you, oh, okay, okay, that's what you're saying. As time that. increases, what does technology do? It gets better because you have more to reflect on in the past. Right? We have more understanding of the science behind things. Yeah, cause and effect, uh, track history. How to neutralize things. Yeah. The best thing for, for advancement in technology is time. Yeah. You could try to force it, but... Well, I mean, look at how it even ties in with, like... Again, that's why I don't think it's a free market as you think, because even, like, the media... It's all controlled for propaganda. So you get movies oh, like Chernobyl. It's controlled for, well, that's true, but it's also controlled for agenda setting, like you are saying. Yeah. And also, it's also controlled. How do I even put that in the words? I don't think I can even. Oh, come on. You're going to shut me down. Shut me down. No. <laughs> but the propaganda is a one-part leg of that equi- equation. Well, no, but I'm, I'm just saying, though, they fed, like, nuclear power. We were fed all these horrible movies, I don't know, in the 80s and 90s about, oh, nuclear energy is dangerous. You're going to grow a third arm and all this other bullshit just so that you could have, like, how much does it cost <coughs> to run a nuclear power plant? That would drive the cost of fucking production down. And that's how you know it's a false market because the people who stand to lose a lot of money now 
elect the right person. And I don't know if it's even money related more than it is people that have a lack of understanding of but how could it be anything but money related? Because people, because the average person. No, no, no. But I'm talking about the people that control the controlling forces. It's all about money. You yeah, always but, follow the money. That's but their motivation. If you have a bunch of people saying green energy, green energy, but they don't actually understand the energy dynamics of stuff. And, and <laughs> cow farts are bad. So that, that reason article I heard I on the last episode we did on Friday was um, I wish I would have went into it more. They give a breakdown of what the energy breakdown is for a battery compared to one fifty-five oh. gallon barrel of oil. Right. The oil fucking crushes the battery and energy output when, when it comes to energy required to get that energy. So the energy output from a barrel of oil to a battery that required to get both of those, to get the battery required a fuck ton of energy output. Can I do a stupid analogy? What? It's like the difference between making a sandwich and Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You're still getting fed either way, but to make that battery would be your Thanksgiving dinner, whereas oil would be your sandwich. Yeah, you're, you're, they're, they're easy to make. It's a cheaper cost. You can bang them out all day long. Well, what about the planet? And I that, but it's more mm-hmm. decentralized. They're independent. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what <clears throat> changes that whole dynamic. But, but think about it. Like, so they're breaking it down. They're saying you got to understand not just a factor of the energy available in a, in a barrel of oil compared to a battery, but... The barrel oil could sit there for fucking years. Oh, yeah. Shelf life for days. What's the shelf life of a battery? Mm, yeah. Well, look at like the Sears rack. Even to take a, take a sulfur dioxide battery, if you don't keep those things cycling with power, they're dead. In, in less than fucking six months. That battery's now bad. It sulfates. It's, it's all shit. No. Yeah. Nickel cadmium, a little bit different. The minute it dissipates, now you've taken 10% of the charge availability away. So Batteries suck. So if you're pumping <clears throat> oil out of the ground and our drilling techniques... Not so much fracking. I'm not a huge fan of that, but other just regular. Frack that. Yeah. But when it comes to just getting oil from oil-rich nations, it, it doesn't make a lot of mess. It's very minor. Not to be a dick, but, I mean, they get a lot of oil from third-world nations, which show you how easy it is to actually make that shit. I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is. I, I, I want to say the cost of oil for the Saudis uh, or Iran is like like $5 a barrel. Damn. Yeah, but then you've... Then, but, this is where it gets a little fucked up. You fast, you factor in civil unrest. Yeah, well, they hardly lose anybody anymore. Though. So a lot of those <laughs> countries, they they might profit a lot of the money from the oil, but they also give not a whole lot. They give some back to the people to keep them from losing their shit. Right, because then they have. There's been a couple times where the people have fucking just seized transports of fucking oil that are moving from point A to point B. Well, this think of Iran, where we're, where we're talking about when we backed the Ayatollah. That was all under the guise of getting some of that cheap-ass oil and that backfired on us. No shit. Wow, yeah. weird. Iran. Allying with Iran Yeah, so we got rid of the guy that was trying to modernize Iran because we didn't like how he was making them more modern. And we backed the Ayatollah. That goes back to your statement from earlier. The government people really don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't. It's all in theory. Like, no, these people are going to do this. It's like, have, how much time have you spent on the ground with a middle class, let alone a lower poverty they, class? Fucker? How much time have you spent with these people in general and understand they don't make the choices that you want them to make? Well, again, it's through the lens of America. I still swear that's what's going on. They think that these people can be Americanized. You know, you know they grew up watching their siblings die and fucking horrible things happening. Yeah, they're okay with that, though. Well, that's okay. Just give them some fucking Ritalin and some Prozac and you'll, they'll be fine. Anything you want to add, man? I was going to ask. Um, let me ask this question. Um, if you think they didn't mandate all these like green energy or stuff, do you think the technology would be there, though? Um, I can hear him. I think it would. I think the product would be there. The demand would not. 
Okay. You, you, and so people who are listening who, who think we're wrong about solar, okay, you, you really think so? Would you have gotten your solar if you didn't have the government kickbacks? If you didn't get that rebate. Would you? Yeah. Just asking. If you think it's so badass, would you have bought the open market price? Most people probably Most people wouldn't. wouldn't, yeah. Then it's not real. Well, what about like the decline in performance of solar too? Oh, By the time it's paid off, you got to get it. You got to get them again anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying if <clears throat> if you're so sold on it, why didn't you just buy in the open market? Why didn't without? you pay full pop? Yeah, pay yeah. full pop. It's an awesome product. Well, it's something everybody has to take a hit on it. Yeah, and now the taxpayers. See, but if you understand the overall productivity loss and government involvement, it's not just selling it and installing your home. It's also the subsidy cost of making the cells that we never talk about. Do you think any of these factories would be pumping out cells if the market demand was not there? If, oh, so if the market, I never thought So of if that. the artificial oh. market demand was not there, do you think all these companies would be making these fucking cells? No. No. The cost would be too high. Because there's not a real market demand there yet. The technology, it's made progress, but technology requires time. Come on, how long have they known how a solar cell fucking works? A long time ago. And then why the fuck isn't getting any better? I want to say it almost goes back to the 30s. I'd probably, yeah. And, look and it was all <clears> accidental <throat> the way they found out. Yeah, well, they're like, holy shit, this generates electricity. Yeah, it, it produces energy when this thing's under the sun. Yeah, when the photons excite the fucking yeah, so uh, if you So if you understand solar back then, how shitty it was, and how far it's came since then, it still has a ways to go. Yeah. So let, let this let 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 private venture venture capitalists invest and try to develop the technology. Well, that's the thing. A good product is a good product. That I don't feel like is a very good. It's not a very good idea because it hasn't come far enough. So th- this moves into the next um the next one, market clearing price. Ooh. So the price of a good or service at which quantity supplied is equal to the quantity demand, also called the equilibrium price. The theory claims that. Markets tend to move toward this price. So it, you start falling in the, the supply-demand. So if, if your demand's three, but your supply is 200, what's the real mar- market value of what you have? Not a lot. Minimal. It's low. So what needs to happen? Whoever, whoever's making the supply needs to go bye-bye. Yeah, well, that's always how it is. Oh, shit, we're not selling this. Slow it down. So what happens? You don't think this is a prime equation, prime scenario or you know, type of setup for solar. You have <laughs> yeah. an oversupply and the demand's not there because it's not, it's not a real demand. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, the demand's not there. Um, right now what they're doing is they're artificially creating a shortage because they want that money. I don't think it's even a shortage. I, I, I think they don't give a shit if there's a short, shortage or not. Because everything in, in that revolves around that sector is all backed by the government, and the government's keeping that balloon going. Do you think that's why they're faking these rolling blackouts going, see, you guys no. need more solar? No, no, no. That's, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's 100% us stupid <clears throat> in California is what that is. <laughs> We're going to put windmills we on everything. We can't keep beating these. I guess we can. I mean, there's infinite amount of ammo to keep beating up California. You guys are fucking retards. But they're, they're, just, they're just an example of government involvement. And how ridiculous it gets. Yeah. yeah. You start creating these giant distortions. So if you're investing in the companies on Robinhood or whatever, maybe your 401k and you're actively managing it, and there's green energy companies, energy companies, and these are artificial companies that aren't real fucking companies with real balance sheets, 
and your goddamn money's tied into these motherfuckers and you're oblivious to what these things really mean, what do you think that does? It opens you up to fucking giant losses. Oh, for sure. It's another version of 08 all over again. So what happens when the government <laughs> runs out? What happens when the government runs out of your money because there's giant economic damage? You think these things can still roll on? What about well, isn't that where the cascade effects come from? That's how a crash happens. Because the government runs out of money or whoever, some event happens, then all of a sudden everybody bails who knows what these terms Economic are. downturn, loss of taxes. Yeah, it forces everybody else to start being lemmings and jumping off the fucking It goes through a clearing price. Oh, yeah, that's what this is. The clearing price is suddenly... And then the only people who win from this are the fuckers at the very top who have enough money to go. I'll scoop See, all it, that up. And it used to be people that actually saved money and waited for an opportunity for proper investment that were the ones that would benefit, which I have no problem... With people like that. That's benefit. that's smart. That's the whole idea of capitalism, is yeah. you saving capital for proper redeployment. Yeah. Nope, sorry about your luck, but I uh, plan better than you, so good luck, dude. Jesus said that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> did he, though? <laughs> I'm not, not that he not, didn't say that, but did he plan properly? <laughs> <laughs> he was banking on a lot of things to go right. Anyway. <laughs> so the next term would be uh, supply. An economic supply is the amount of a resource that firms, that firms, producers, and laborers provide of, for financial assets and other economic agents are willing and able to provide to the marketplace or directly to another agent in the marketplace. So ba basically, say, say you needed metal tubes. How, how, how do you think metal tubes happen? They're then, produced. They, but there needs to be a demand in the market. So someone needs to be signaling, I need metal. Cool. What does that do? It incentivizes people to open mines, get get refining facilities down. But those all require signals in the market demanding. How many times can you build a tank before the government doesn't really have the ability to drive whoa, demand? Oh, we got enough tanks. No, I'm serious. It, the, the government's not the one building buildings and a lot of these different things. They do. Lately, they are. There's like two giant projects downtown that people aren't aware of. They're, they're one of them's a multi-billion dollar project. And we're building a new government building. That's guess what? It's all being funded by your tax dollars, people. It's fucking massive. Why, I was why do we need a new government building? Why do we not need a new government building? Well, look at like, well, you know what the good example of that? <laughs> the consulate in fucking Jerusalem or the fucking um, where they were like, well, we can build it for three point five billion. And what did they do? They renovated the old one for like a one point five million. Yeah. And it's like, that's a better deal. Yeah. Dude, well, why are we not looking through the lens of government from all those angles? Well, after, you know, the smashy smash that's been going on around the country, why do we need to build another building? You can just move into one of the ones that was fucking trashed. 100% for that. There you go. Well, it's not new and fancy. Hey, fuck you. It's the, our money you doing know what it. it is? That's the equivalent of you buying a new car or fixing the one you own. Yeah. And you know so where I'm at. To fix the one you want, to fix the one you own, it's going to cost you five grand. But you can buy a new car. You can take on a $700 a month mortgage payment for the next seven years. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Dude, I've had that argument with people when I was you know, a writer. They're like, oh, my God, that's expensive. Not really. It's $1,200 at 5% interest on your card. It's going to be paid off in less than a year. Or you can go with a $500 payment for the next six fucking years. And guess what? In year fucking five and six, this car is going to break, and you're going to have to pay more shit anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to need tires. You're going to need brakes. You're going to blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's – I prefer to, to pick up those gems. One man's trash is another treasure. Where did that fucking go in our country? Distortion, government overreach, I want, regulation. Yeah, there you go. So the next one's demand. In economics, demand is the 
is the purchase at various prices during a given period of time. The relationship between price and quantity demand is also known as the demand curve. So if, you're, if your demand curve is 3 and your supply of curve is 100, what's yeah. the real no, demand? That's the opposite of the last one. Yeah. <laughs> now you are, yeah. <coughs> so now you're going to have trouble meeting demand, so you increase the price to slow down the uh, unavailability. It, they're all correlated. Those supply and demand, this is the best way to look at supply and demand from, from a, just a bigger, it's, it's signal versus noise. So if you're listening to something, you need a balance. You need the balance that you're putting out being equal to the balance you're taking in. If one becomes higher than the other, if the noise for demand goes as, like parabolic, Nobody's listening to the actual supply side of it. They're just focused on the demand. And that same correlation works the other way, and they, they cause giant strings. But the difference is one causes a deflationary price and one causes an inflationary price. If you have an oversupply, the price, get, the price should be getting driven down in a regular market. And if you have an overdemand, the prices go high to stabilize the overpurchase something that's in short supply. Makes sense. I mean, that's, that's basics. I think we did learn that in school. How many people remembered it? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Anything you want to add? But they say deflation is bad, though. Okay. <laughs> why is it say. bad? Okay. So why is it bad? To me personally, I don't think it's bad. It's a natural cycle, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a deleveraging that happens from over leverage. Exactly. But the government just, it's bad. We need to. Yeah, every, but why? Everything's why? inflation. But Be why does the government want everything to stay Because high? they can't manage the debt that they have with deflation gets, or, you know. Yeah, if, if you owe $100 worth of debt and inflation keeps coming, the $100 is easier to manage. It's yeah. not as hard to pay 100 But if you go through deflation, $100 becomes super fucking hard to pay off. Yep. <sighs> this makes me mad now. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's, again, somebody with a shitty fucking history of money now gets the benefit of creating the environment to where they have the, all the advantage. But there's only one, one thing that continually causes the, these distortions. They happen naturally in the market. Politicians. But oh. the, the difference when it happens within a market, it can't go on as long as it could with without the government intervening. So distortions will happen and weird shit will happen in a market naturally, even without the government getting involved. But the amount of damage they cause isn't nearly the same size as it happens when the government can keep so keep sustaining that unattainable. Is it like firecrackers versus Moabs? Like, like the natural things going to be pop, pop. Oh, shit, that was painful. Well, think about it like this. This is a good way of looking at it. Let's say you have a forest. Let's say you have a field. Okay. Okay. A wheat field? Just a field in general. And <laughs> Grass it's, field? And, it, and it's dry. Are there cows in the field? And, and let's say this, this fire takes off and it starts to wreak havoc on the field. Okay. So the fire will eventually burn itself out at a certain point. But if you have somebody on their side saying, oh, we can't, we, we can't let this field totally go to fucking waste. We need to try to save it. So all they're doing is just piling a bunch of shit back on the field that's on fire. It doesn't really... <laughs> that's all you're doing is you're trying to feed the fire that's trying to do the clearing of the, of the market. Quick, give it more fuel. It, but, th but they do it with the intent of trying to stave off the damage because they don't want the field to go on fire. But at the same time, all you're doing is you're feeding the way it, fit, it burns itself. Wow. That sounds like uh, Civil War doctors. <laughs> He's in a lot of pain. We better cut off the leg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. All right. So the next one, uh, regulation is the management of a complex system according to the set of rules and trends in systems theory. These types of rules exist in various fields of biology and society, but in the term of 
but the term has slightly had different meanings according to this context. So regulation would be coming in. I mean, the, what we're going to cover next, the Glass-Steagall, that's a, that's a thing of regulation. And we're going to tease apart why and why not it was good. Yeah, there's always pros and cons, but that's that's usually what a good leader, I would say, would do, would weigh the pros and cons of what's But regulations, it's a, it's a double... I, I understand regulation, in theory, why it should work good, but it never works out in reality. <laughs> like you said, what does time do? Well, not that, <laughs> that's think about it. Okay, so uh, we're going to regulate guns. Okay. Yeah. And what happens? Well, there's less crime now with guns, though, right? Isn't that, what the, that, but, isn't that what the regulation did? But not, not that, but I mean, n- nobody's going to be able to get guns when I'm going to outlaw all these. Okay, you made a regulation. You don't think the market or didn't already figure out how to get around that? Yeah, no shit. And so now that now it's circumventing through a second avenue, it might be wreaking havoc in the avenue it took to get around that regulation. It always finds a way to, gener- to flow capital the way the area it wants to flow it to, regardless of what the government regulation is. How come nobody ever thinks of the consequences of this shit? Unintended consequences, man. Yeah, but I mean, I it, doubt that that ever it, comes. If up. me and you sat in a room like we gotta do it like this, like this, like this, and then we try to implement it and it didn't work, instead of understanding that we don't actually got a full understanding, we just double down on it and like, okay, now that's we got, that's the perfect analogy. And now we got to okay, now we should probably do it like this, like this, to prevent them doing it like this. You're trying to plug leaks, yeah, and guess what? Other leaks keep popping up. It comes down to that. Well, we can't admit fault, or we won't get reelected. It's it's like pouring water into a bucket, and it's leaking fucking everywhere, and you think you're gonna plug it. Yeah. At a certain point, the bucket's gonna break. Yep. You can keep trying to plug all the fucking holes, but which moves into the next one: unintended consequences. Oh, perfect. Are outcomes of of a purposeful action that are not intended or foreseen. Pretty straightforward there. Yeah, just because you have a model and an idea of what should happen, you're taking the you're taking the hardest factor out of the equation, which is people's independent operation, the way they do stuff, and what they want to do. Yeah, no doubt. That's insane. You can't control all this shit going on. You think you can, but you can't. You can try. Yeah, look at the COVID thing. <laughs> I know it's not about money, but look at all the unintended consequences happening now. Anything you want to add to that, man? Yeah. Nothing? No, I don't got anything on that. <laughs> I thought you'd be talking more, man. You usually have a lot to say. Well, you, it's four energy drinks a day, and I don't see Are you mic shy? Want a beer bong a monster? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one is, uh, this is probably the, this probably encompasses the overall thing about America. And the thing I, I kind of I've harped on one or two times, but I think it's the number one problem with Americans, and they're so blind to their own issue that they create, and that is standard of living. Yes. <laughs> well, what's your standard? Serious. <clears throat> People got this entitlement that, that 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 I deserve a TV, I deserve this, I deserve the new phone, and at the same time they're bitching about fucking climate change. And all the shit while they're holding the same devices that are causing No, dude, who's those... the dude that said that? Yeah, you're sitting here freaking bagging on capitalism and tweeting about it on your fucking $800 phone that was made in China. Yeah, that, asshole. You, that you just bought six months and you're going to buy a new one next year. Yeah, no doubt. $1,000 for a fucking smartphone. What the fuck? Oh, don't worry. It's financing. It's only going to be $35 a month forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? Any, anything to add to the standard of living? You, do you think Americans are willing to change their standard of living? When it uh, comes that by, uh, by that aspect, no, it just or like, even you are are you willing to change your standard of living? 
Uh, that's a tough question. Um, Define what standards you're willing to. It's not an all-encompassing yeah, thing, though. I mean, kind of depends, like, what specifically, you know. Um, put stuff off. Say you have a TV that works fine, yeah. and say your wife wants a new one, or you want a new one. Are you willing to say, no, nah, I'm going to live with the one I have until it actually has a problem? Yeah, when it's dust, it's broken. Yeah. That's how I live. No, actually, like, if I want something new, I'm going to go out and get it, you know? Yeah, but you're causing to the, the problem with pollution and climate change. Yeah. Tough shit. <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I, I got to have that new couch. It's real cow leather. Most people are that way. See, and, and I look at that from, there's, I'm not going to reduce my standard living or what I do. Because I understand technology over time will correct a lot of these things. I know everybody gets caught up on CO2 and climate change. Who's to say, like, there's, I know there's that one guy out of the Bay Area that, that found a way to extract carbon out of the air and turn it into. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they extract carbon out of the air and they actually turn it into a plastic. It's a carbon based plastic that they pull That's directly out of the air. That's fucking cool. Yeah. There's plenty of carbon in the air. Yeah, and he turns it into these little pellets, and then but it's like a it's like a, a poly compound. And then you and they melt can f- the pellets into a yes, plastic. Yes, in, into wow. whatever you want. It's a carbon based plastic. But that's but that's something that happened within the market that that they're figuring out what they can do. I want to invest. Is that are they on the market? Can I invest? Yeah, in? but the, this is the problem. It requires a fuck ton of energy to do that. Okay. So what's our energy options? Green. Natural gas plants. There's nuclear. If we hook one of those motherfuckers up to a nuclear plant and have it go ape shit, you're good. And start pulling carbon out of the air, isn't that a good way to combat climate change? Yes. I'm serious. Well, it's just like like again when I go with the desalinating ocean water. There's multiple byproducts that happen from that, and they're like, oh well, I mean that's not. It's like, dude, are you gonna wait till our backs against the wall and we have to do that shit? Now you haven't had the research because you didn't take the fucking bullet. That's the kind of shit that I'm okay with government subsidies. When it's technology like that, then in the long run, you're going to be okay. It's a good thing for humanity. But no, no. Instead, we have to fucking, like, like idiocracy. Instead, we're working on fucking hair growth and Viagra. You know? It's, it's literally the same fucking thing. Brondo. Bro, dude, it's got what fucking plants craved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how far out we are from that. But <sighs> Fucking look at Nike. Is that, are they the, really but, the but, best shoe on the planet? But I'd, I'd, I'd rather... I'd rather small companies have the ability to do this and research stuff in this area. Okay, so let's understand your tax dollars. I know people are like, well, I want my tax dollars to research this stuff. They do already. They threw, they do through compacts. Does anybody know what a fucking compact is? I do not. I'll be honest. I don't. Compact is your tax dollars going to universities to research in those areas. Cool. Why what? is it always a university, though? Because that, that's where a lot of... Intellectual ideas are housed, and compacts were the were the number one thing that helped develop the semiconductor market. No shit. Okay. And a lot of other stuff, <clears throat> but the problem now is you have universities being corrupted with a, an agenda. So these no. universities that are supposed to be doing research in actual areas are now being distorted. <laughs> See the episode on the cathedral. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So the thing that we were putting tax dollars in that I was one of the few things that I'm um not government, but this is one of the few that I'm I'm cool with. Or compacts. I have no problem with our tax dollars going to universities where we actually do studies and research. Wow, it's almost like all of our economic problems were caused by corruptibility and just flat-out stupidity. Is it? it? It's the bureaucracy and power grab. Yeah. I want power. Why? Because it's money. Well, not like that, but like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to clean up a lot of stuff. It's like you're not. You're you're really not at the end of the day. That's why they, that's why they made weed legal. They'll buy it if we do this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally go for it. Yeah, it's a good idea. Anything you want to add to that, man? 
Nothing else? Nah. Have you ever seen a university? You ever been over to UC Davis's research centers? No, I have not. Oh, dude, it's actually really cool. You can actually go get a tour. Check it out. My daughter, like, loves that shit. She was showing me pictures and stuff of it. Yeah. Ton of cancer research they do there. It's crazy. It's like, it looks like it, you would think it looks. Like <laughs> the fucking, like, little, the labs and stuff, and the people going in and out of there, and the chickens. But, and but like, my older brother, his, his, uh, his wife dad died from um, complications to lupus and stuff like that. She worked in the breast cancer research at, uh, area of, of Davis. But she talked about that shit is, and it's corrupt as fuck inside. You think? Yes. It's a nice yeah. building, though. A lot of people bullshitting it to, to justify their grants and everything like that. People that are doing just bullshit things. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're lying for money? That doesn't sound like something people would do. I am disappointed in humanity. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Want, want to call that uh, part one, I take it? We can go with the end of part one. I find some caffeine for this guy. Yeah, man. You're <laughs> quiet. And uh, I love hearing his voice through the headphones, but no... Uh, so on that, we'll call that episode one. See you next week. Peace.